Welcome to the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast. My name is Johnny and I thank you so much for tuning in this week. Now, if this is your first time here in the podcast, it's pretty simple. We just talk about accomplishment. We talk about goal setting. We talk about improving ourselves, but we don't talk about it in a big old scale of change your life. We we change things with small decisions, man. That's how you do it. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And each episode is one bite of that elephant. I'm telling you, because I'm barely through a calf muscle on that elephant. but, But at this point, I feel so nervous from it that I couldn't help but tell you how to eat one, <laughs> you know. Uh, so each week uh, I put out two two episodes. One is about thirty minutes long, uh, and those come out every Sunday. That's like this episode. Thank you for tuning in. And then every Wednesday I'll be putting out a shorter episode. Uh, it will go about fifteen minutes long, but uh, it'll basically focus on. Uh, one word or one theme, and I'll just try to get through, get as much as I can in in, in 15 minutes. So today's, today's theme, or today's uh, uh, lesson, today's, today's moral, what are, we, what are we working with here? I want to dive into something that's so abstract and something so ridiculous that it's going to be damn near impossible to talk about in 30 minutes, but I really want to try to offer a little bit of a a different perspective on this crazy thing called time. (laughs) Now, here we go. Now, this is the most philosophical venture that I'll probably go down because time is one of those things where if you're a super hippie, you could just say, time doesn't exist. We all just made it up. And if you're a very linear thinker, then you know that time is a constant and it needs to be addressed. If we don't recognize time, if we don't recognize the distance between spaces of events, then we're ignoring reality. So this weird balance of time in the abstract, the argument itself is already so abstract. So I don't want to talk about what is time. We already know that. I just want to talk about how we may feel how I have experienced uh, the influence of time. And I mean that in the sense of how does, how does the past influence the present? How does the future, uh, how is the future influenced by our past? How, you know, how are all of these aspects of this wonderful thing called time, <laughs> how, how do they show their face in, in day-to-day, in our day-to-day lives? And with anything, I, I, I'd like to start chronologically. So the past, it's, it's sort of the easiest thing to talk about because most of us, uh, myself included, are not only sort of driven but influenced by the past. And a source of the, the pressures and expectations that we put on ourselves are, are based in lessons or expectations we had been given, given being past tense. So you see, just the just the fundamental fact of who you are and what you want to do is all very much influenced by your past. So I want to start with the past, and, and, and I want to start in kind of the where the downfall is and where the folly is if you put a lot of uh, pressure or if you put a lot of importance into your past. What you should what should be gathered from experience which is another 
you know, synonym for your past is lesson, the lesson, the experience, the, the what did I gain out of these lessons? Basically, if you can pull any sort of positive out of past, out of your past, and be able to turn it around and use it as something powerful in the future, then all of a sudden, your past is no longer a burden, but it's a tool. So I'd like to, the, 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 bit, of a, the bit of a pitfall that, that I've seen or that I've experienced is, is not only in the, the, the stereotypical high school football player who, who doesn't get past the glory days. All right, we, we've seen them, and it, and it happens, and it's just fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with really admiring how you existed back then. But I think more of a relevant and probably poignant reference would be putting the value into praise, putting the value into recognition of other people saying, good job, you did good. I appreciate that. When, when, if you put weight or an, an, a little bit of weight, that's good. That's, you know, you want to be able to recognize the room and see the feedback and if people like what you're doing. But if your identity and your personal value and your personal worth is directly influenced by the praise or the, or the, uh, the high fives, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to think of another word, but... Uh, can't land on one um if if that is something that's so important to you that if you do not get the recognition at work that you feel like you deserve that it and it, and it ruins your day then you're putting too much pressure on that past you're putting pressure on what you've done and not what you're going to do because that's i think that's the more relevant hang up of the past. I did this. Someone tell me I did good. I got that done. I did extra. Is someone going to tell me I did good? And then if someone does, it feels great. But that should not be the motivation for doing that extra. An interesting thing about getting caught in the cycle of recognition and praise is it becomes cyclical. It become you can become entrenched and so and so uh, so devout and wondering, you know, and look, pardon me, not wondering, but but excited for the next time that your boss recognizes you in front of the office that you're not even realizing that you still haven't done what you wanted to do. It's been five years, but that recognition is great. Every time you get a sale, it's a high five and a thousand dollars. And it's, I mean, how could anybody want anything more? But in, in this deep side of you, you know, when you're driving home or laying down in bed at night, yes, the appreciation feels good, but are you doing what, what your soul wants to do? Every soul wants to get appreciated. Everybody wants to be recognized for doing great things. So that's not a that's not a that's not a special feeling. Anytime anyone has given praise, it's always felt good to the receiving party. It's not a special thing. It's special in a sense of it's spreading positivity. That's a that's great. 
But if, but if that positive reinforcement is 51% of your self-identity and self-worth, then it's too much. It's too much. So when I speak in the aspect of time and how, and how we're kind of looking at this linear thing, um, the past can really, can really influence every choice that we make. Because we want outcomes that are suitable. We want outcomes that we're familiar with. And so taking a jump and deciding you're going to leave uh, the job that you've worked at or you're going to fly to Hollywood or you're going you're gonna to write that, you're going to put together that album. Those things, you're not guaranteed to get praise. Even if you put your heart and soul into it, your family might, might say good job. Your friends might say good effort, but you're but you have no promise that you will be you will be praised for your heart's work. But it's your heart's work. So what's more important? Doing what doing what you really sincerely think is is the reason you were put on this earth to do? Is that more important or is or is the employee of the month plaque? And the Christmas bonus, more important. Or the company car, more important. These things of praise, they're, 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 they're trophies of accomplishments. And accomplishments are great. But the attention should not be on the prize. The attention should be on what you had to do to get that prize. That's where the pride comes in. That's where the fun comes in. Is like, yeah, I sold 15 cars this week and I'm the, the you know, leader on the West Coast in Acuras. Is the accomplishment of that, is, is, the, is the recognition of that rather, the, the most exciting thing? Or is the most exciting thing the fact that you freaking did it? You figured out a way. You, had a, you have a formula. You figured out a way that you can take any no. If someone comes onto an Acura lot, you know that nine times out of ten, they are ready to buy and you figured out a way to get them into those cars. That's, that's, what, that's what's really exciting. Yeah, your coworkers say, nice job, you did good, the paycheck is nice, yes, it's a good month, I love it. But what was really exciting is, hey, I figured something out. I figured out how to do something. The praise and adulation is great, but but what's even better is, shoot, I could probably, I wonder if I could take that formula to houses. And if I could sell 15 houses in a month, my God, I'm going to be a, I'll be a multimillionaire. I wonder if this formula works across the board. Which brings me to the, to the, to the next would be the, the present. And I'm going to skip right ahead of the present because that's such a fleeting. You want to talk about uh, an, an abstract concept. We're already bringing in time here. So time, time is so fleeting and abstract. The last part, the last aspect of time that I would like to talk about is the present. So I'm going to go ahead and jump to the future and start again at, at some, some of the pitfalls or some of the follies in thought that the future can bring because the future 
is so fluid. The future, a lot of times there's, there's a concept. For me, okay, I'll say it this way. I believe most people see the future as three to five years. I know I did. I did. Even my short-term futures would be six months. You know, long-term future, 10 years, 15 years. And then I realized the future is the right side of an, of an equal sign. If you imagine just a regular, you know, first grade uh, equation, blank plus blank equals blank. Equals blank, that right side, that is the future. <laughs> there is nothing magical about it. If you want to, if you, no matter what you want to do in the future, there is no magic spell. There is no positive thinking. There is no... Um, fairy tale way of getting there. I'm sure you've heard this before, but it just takes work. <laughs> it just takes work. It just takes work to try to get to where you want to be. And it takes work. And I mean that in the most simple sense, the most simple sense. And I don't have the, the dictionary definition of work in front of me, but I believe that it has something to do with energy in motion. That's all it is. It doesn't mean lift up a brick and move it to the left. It doesn't mean go cut down a tree. It doesn't mean go sell a car. It doesn't mean, work is literally, I believe, uh, energy in motion. God, I, I, Mr. Duco, my, my science teacher in high school, would be so upset at me right now, but I think that's what work means. And so in that spirit, what's easier? eating a salad or eating a hot dog? Well, that's a terrible example because I know there's a lot of people who don't like hot dogs. Salad or pizza? How about that? It's always easier to just choose the pizza because it's tasty, it's greasy, you know it's going to fill you up. But that choice, the moment your brain has to make that choice between A and B, between immediate gratification or long-term gratification, that's where the work is. The work is not, you know, there's this picture of entrepreneur and, and these guys who may have started from nothing, like the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates, these guys where it seems as if they had to put in tireless, tireless hours, you know, 14, 15, 18 hour days for years and years. And then it finally turned into something magical and beautiful. And that is true but those 14 hour days they're working on their project they're working on what they want to be working on they know that that once they accomplish once they have that such a big vision in sight that yes i will work all day i'll work all night i will do whatever it takes because i know when i accomplish this goal not only is the world going to be a better place but i'm going to be a better person and in a better place for making the world a better place and that's such an easier day to work let me tell you, on this podcast and creating this media network, I have put in so many more hours than I have at my day job. And it's willing. I am so willing to do it. And it gets freaking exhausting. But it's a different kind of tired. 
because you're satisfied at the end. And even if you're not satisfied, it feels like you haven't done anything on the day. You have a feeling that you've spent the day looking and trying to do what you want to do. So when it comes to focusing on the future, set a target that's so big that that's all you have to remember is that, hey, why am I doing this? Let's say you want to have four kids. You've got one. You want three more. I'm doing this because I want to have three more kids. And I'm excited. I'm going to fly to Houston this weekend because I'm going to bring back 15K because I'm closing that to add this, that, and the other. And I'm knocking this thing out because my dream is so important to me that I'm willing to work immensely hard for it. And in the cases of most cases, when it may not be working for yourself, but you have the opportunity to show that if you work hard, that it equals more that you, you know, in return, then it still can be an inspiration to drive yourself to work and to strive for, for what you want to accomplish. The last point I'd like to talk about is the present the present moment the present moment the present the present moment is fleeting clearly <laughs> like the present moment is okay so my opinion on the moment the now the 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 thing that doesn't exist that's always existing is loosely based on the book uh the actor and the target. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the author's name. I think it's uh, like a McLean. I want to say Don McLean, but I feel like that's a, a, a singer. So, but the actor and the target. And in that book, the way they describe the best actors, the ones that are so convincing, that are so sincere, they're sincere and convincing because they're living in the moment, they're living a truth that, that, is, that is so deeply rooted in their gut that they're not trying to be anything. They've got a target outside of themselves that they are focusing on and trying to accomplish. And... While focusing on that outside target, there's no room to think about what you did this morning or what you're going to have for dinner tonight or what so-and-so said at the dinner party. You are focused on that one task, on that one target that is outside of yourself and accomplishing that goal. Nothing else exists. And when you become so focused on that one, one task... That's when I believe we as people can fall into that moment, can fall into the now where you can spend eight hours in front of the computer and not even realize that you were there. You can paint for two and a half hours and create something that you didn't even realize that you were painting. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I forgot I did that up in the corner. You can write an entire, an entire song. You write 16 bars and it just blows your mind. You're like, geez, I didn't even realize I, I knew that word. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what being in the moment and trying to maintain that moment feels like for me. I translate this into day-to-day 
by realizing that the bigger I set my focus on and the more I focus and really focus, really aim at that goal, the easier, the easier it becomes to remain present and remain in the moment. There have been times when, for instance, right now, (laughs) for instance, right now, I took a moment to check the time. I'm at 20 some odd minutes. I'm now thinking about the 20 minutes. I'm thinking about the next eight minutes. I had to look at my notes and all of a sudden I've fallen out of the moment and I am talking about dead air. (laughs) So it happens that quickly. And that's how fleeting the moment is. And that's why it's so ridiculous to try to uh, tell or, or explain a way to, to, um, to, to ask people to practice this. The only, the only way I could say that is a foolproof practicum of maintaining in the moment are, are two things. The first of which, which is the, the most boring one, which I, I'm not good at, but I've heard is really good for you, <laughs> is meditation. All right. I used to meditate. I, the only reason I don't anymore is because just a lack of discipline, to be honest. And, and the best way I've heard meditation described to me was by um, a movement teacher. Her name's Rhonda Soikowski up in Seattle. Uh, she's a great teacher and actress. Said that meditation is a lot like brushing your teeth. You don't have to do it in the morning. But if you do, you're much less likely to offend anyone through the day. So that's kind of the 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 pitch for meditation. If, if you're a little hot-headed or you sense yourself being irritable or you just want to practice every day being a little more mindful, meditation is that thing. And the difficult part about meditation is that you're practicing remaining in the moment because you are ice, you're, you're remaining in stillness. You're physically demanding the moment. Your body says, this is the moment. And, it's like, and then it's just telling the brain, Keep up, Bubba. Keep up, because <laughs> we're not moving for ten minutes. So whatever you want to do up there, I suggest you just let it go, because we're not moving, says your body. So that's that's the the practice of meditation, and it really does work. And I, I recognize the mindfulness that can come out of it, and with a bit more discipline, maybe as I get more into, um, you know, as I as I liberate my schedule a little bit more. Uh, meditation can become a little bit more of my practice. But the second thing, the the only other way I know um, that the moment can exist, aside from emergencies, then the moment does exist. You know, that, that adrenaline rush, nothing happens. You just see white and you're just running. <laughs> so uh, so th- I'll say the third way, the, the other positive way to experience a moment is to just do what you love. When you, when you do what really, really, really makes you happy, that if you were the last person on earth, you would still be doing it because it just makes you happy. It just makes you feel good. That's probably because you get to stay in the moment for a little while. 
You don't, you don't have to think about going to work. You don't have to think about the, the breakfast burrito and, and how that chorizo screwed your stomach up. You ain't got to think about nothing else but the moment. And you can find that in things that maybe you, you're not the most passionate about. As long as you can find it. And the way, and like I said, the, 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 the surefire way is to do something you love. Runners find it. Basketball players will find it. A painter will find it. A pianist will find it. Singers, drivers, anybody who just leans into it. And it's like, that's what I love to do. And poof, even if I can only do it twice a week, those two times a week, boy, I tell you, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. I'm not thinking about nothing. And it's the absolute, absolute best feeling. So once again, don't put too much pressure on the past. Joe Rogan had a great line. He had said, you're not who you were yesterday. You're not who you were a week ago or a year ago. You are who you are now, and you are who you're going to be. So don't put too much weight on the past. The past isn't thinking about you. (laughs) The past isn't thinking about you. And it's not going anywhere. Anything that happened has happened and is set in stone into the spirit of the history of earth. (laughs) You know, it ain't going nowhere it ain't going nowhere and the only person that is giving it value is the person thinking about what had happened the person thinking about the past so don't give the past too much weight unless the past makes you feel good then think more about the past but remember that's not your future And the things that made you happy in the past may not make you happy in the future, or they may not even be there in the future. So just take the past with a grain of salt and realize that that is nothing but the decisions you made yesterday. And you're excited to take them into the future and set the biggest flipping goals for the future. It makes it so much easier to stay on track. What's easier, following the North Star or the frickin' sun, you know? Follow the sun, make a, make, a, make a logical choice. And if you have a dream that seems so big and out of reach, then write it down and realize that someone somewhere had an idea just as big, maybe bigger. If you have ever seen anyone accomplish the thing that you want to do, ever, Ever in the history of the world, if you have ever seen anybody accomplish the thing that you want to do, then you know that it's possible. You know that it's possible and you know that you can do it too because nothing makes, we are all just the, we're all the same. We all got the same stuff. It's just a matter of what you're going to put into your brain and let, what are you going to let build who you are? And as far as staying in the moment, it's a practice. It's a practice, people. It's a practice, and I'm practicing it every day. 
It's a hard thing to do, but I tell you what, that's why I played, I played high school football. I loved it. I got to spend two and a half hours being in the moment. I wasn't thinking about anything other than who's the running back and I'm going to get him. You know what I'm saying? Anytime, anytime I was on stage for a while on stage, you're not thinking about the, the, what the audience is thinking. You're not thinking about what you had for lunch. You, the pressure's on, you're in the moment. So find something you love or find something about what you do that you love and let that be a force to keep you in the moment and keep you present. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast for this Sunday. I hope you to see you or I hope you tune in on uh, on Wednesday for the for our little digital short. But otherwise, I will talk to you again on Sunday. In the meantime, have a blessed week. Make good choices. Love each other. And if you have questions, comments, critiques, whatever it is, please send the email into the podcast. It's the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, y'all. Bye bye. <laughs>